This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. No. If you had to lose one item into the fire, what would you rather be, a hot dog or a marshmallow? 80% of people saying they, they couldn't bear to lose the hot dog. How about that? But when a marshmallow's burning, it's on fire, man. That's just a horrible feeling, too. Right. <laughs> I know. And you can't touch it. Ah, 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 so, ah, and you're ah. looking around, and everybody's occupied with their own thing, and you're like, help me, somebody blow it out. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition, April Fool's Day edition of the RP Show. Episode number 454 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show is on the air. Darren Moose DuPont's with me. How you doing, Moose? I'm doing really well. What an absolutely wonderfully awesome day. Yeah. I'll tell you, it is. I'll tell you why. I got a lot to get to here. Welcome to the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Uh, look. Quick six show topics coming up, show guests and all the rest. But the reason I'm so happy is we just had a visit from the Regina Pats and they dropped off some, some gifts here. Look at the, ooh. That is from the team. Can you hold yours up, Darren? Yeah. And they said, because we're the television broadcast crew for the Regina Pats, God's team. Uh, they said, you're part of us now. So, Darren, do you want to put that on? Hey, Blades, suck on that. <laughs> This is the Pats guy here, Darren DuPont. I might start mouthing. <laughs> How about that? So, yeah, I, I love it. This Pretty might good, be the right? first day that I wear a ball cap. I've often wondered, should I wear a ball cap on this show or not? You want to. Well, I you can. got $30,000 invested in this hair, this AstroTurf. You don't really want to cover it up. Life is all about managing risk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, very uh, grateful for the Regina Pats to drop off with some gifts and kind words today. So, there's that. And then, yeah, it's April Fool's. And here's what I said to the guys yesterday when we were leaving. I said, let's all come up with an April Fool's joke and we'll pick, put, put, put them on the table and then we'll pick the best one. Well, by 10 a.m. where we are in the sweatpants capital, noon Eastern, it's basically over, right? And I... I said, nothing to do with the CFL. I don't want anything to do with me or my career, right? Yeah. Well, that's limiting things a <laughs> substantially. Little a little bit. So I'm just saying nerves are so fraught right now around the CFL. But that didn't stop somebody from sending me a thing on Facebook that said, CFL, XFL announcing a merger. Did you see that? Yeah. And it looked incredibly real. They're like, this is a five-year minimum agreement. We're announcing a merger. The ratio's gone. And I'm like, this looks really real. I knew it was April 1st. I sent it to a rash. I said, dude, I just got this. He's like, check the calendar, man. I'm like, ah! <laughs> And I didn't want to be the person doing it to that guy. Yeah. So we, we had, whose idea was it that we were going to have Colin Kaepernick signed by the Stampeders? That was. Whose was that? That was between me and Clark, I think. <laughs> Was it you, Clark? Uh, right, okay. Yeah, Clark's we, saying, he said Kaepernick signs on the CFL. You said the stamps, and you guys wanted to drop some sort of mini controversy that Bob, Levi Mitchell was on the bubble in Calgary. And wouldn't that have been fun? 
And then uh, what else? I've seen that Bulls Club tweeting from Saskatoon that they were going to get an NHL franchise. <sighs> I had people tweeting me going, is this right? I hate to tell you to look at the calendar. But for the rest of the world, that just tells you how bad we in the rectangle would love to have an NHL team. Broke hearts to have to say that that was a joke. Right. And, and, and you can do that one-on-one. Don't be the guy who goes into a reply like that and just say, check the – like, ruin it <laughs> right the second it comes out. I know. But if you are pulling off an April Fool's joke and you're on Twitter and it's your tweet, you can go and hit hide that reply. You can, yeah. So when somebody so do that. does that, yeah. Um, and then the one I saw, I was on CJOB Winnipeg earlier today, and they had mentioned that there was, there was some joke out there that Tom Brady – was bringing the Montreal Expos back to Quebec. Oh, wow. Had you heard that? No, I missed that one. And I'm like, yeah, the thing, make it outlandishly unbelievable. To announce that the CFL, XFL is going to announce a merger, that hurts way too close. That hits way too close to home. Yeah. Right? I'm not, that's why I said, let's not touch that. But somebody did, and I fell for it. Anyways, happy April 1st, everybody. Welcome to April. April showers bring May flowers. Uh, Joe Roberts will be with us. I got to... Properly get the title for Joe. He, he's a resiliency expert. I think now he's going by uh, energy and stress management coach. A lot of the Skid Row CEO. Some of you will hear, have heard of his story. He'll tell it more next hour. And Brian Weeb from the BC Hockey League Network. BC Hockey Network. That, well, you see that I'm stirring up a lot there, too. And uh, so let's get in it. It's in the Quick Six Show Topics. Please hit it, Director Jordan. Thanks for sitting through that. I was the first one here today after Jordan, by the way. Impressive. Not really. Jordan's like, why are you here? What's going on? <laughs> he, thought, he thought it had something to do with an April Fool's joke that he was not let in on. Yeah. But no, I was just here ahead of everybody else because I heard the Pats were coming to give us gifts. Anyways, number one, these are of importance to me, right? We haven't forgot that. Number one, Montreal and Vancouver to welcome NFL games. Did you see that story at rodpeterson.com or three yeah, down? Yeah, I did. Oh, boy. <clears throat> so here's my take on this story. Officials from Olympic Stadium in BC Place saying, hey, we'll open our doors for the NFL to come play here. My first thought was, if the CFL was strong, no problem. Let's open our doors for everybody. But it's not strong. So for the two of the biggest markets in the country to say, come on in, NFL, it's just another kick to the nards of the CFL. That's not good news, right? No. The Olympic Stadium's not opened their doors for the Alouettes, but they'll open it for the NFL. So I'm not that happy with that. No, that's right. That's right. You know, it's, you know you'd love to see the Alouettes selling at Olympic Stadium. Not happening. They play at McGill. But now you see it, and you're like, oh. That would be amazing to have a game in there. When the NFL does play in there, won't that be something? Yeah. So I have seen it. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, depending on how successful it goes, it, it'll make people think. That's for sure. It'll make people think. And that's not a good thing for the CFL. Well, it's just we're getting to a point now where when we do welcome fans, um, people in those markets are not going to have to make a decision between CFL games or NFL games. With limited funds. We all know that not everybody's got unlimited funds to throw at tickets. So this is not good for the Canadian Football League. And by the way, there's a story, uh, there's a quote from the CFL in that article. It's at rodpeterson.com right now, where they basically had no comment on these NFL games coming into Canada. So it's not real good. 
who's the gentleman from Winnipeg watching? Darren Thompson. He said, CJLB rocks. Darn, I missed that. Uh, 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 we taped it, Cam Poitras and I. So it's on Jets at noon today. So you can actually, you didn't miss it. So through the sleight of hand and magic of broadcast, I'll be on CJOB and here at the same time. Yeah. All right. Wednesday NHL leftovers. Ooh, this is fun. The Leafs went into Winnipeg and won 3 1. This is a little bit of what I was talking about on CJOB. The Leafs had to work to score those goals. That was not a bad game for the Winnipeg Jets. So I don't want anybody jumping off the cliff in Winnipeg. Okay, it's, it was one game. You're not as good as the Leafs. That's the one thing. I'm sorry I got to break to you, but you're still good. But the Leafs, are, they're up here. They, they just knocked off the orders, won that set. They're doing the same with the Jets. The Leafs are number one. And the other thing with Nathan McKinnon, Fine this morning, by the way. Breaking news. Nathan McKinnon fined $5,000 for rocketing his helmet at the Coyotes player last night. What did you think about that? Just didn't look good. I don't like to see the stars doing that. Like when you, because that's, you're losing it, right? Like that's going over the edge. And I just didn't, it didn't look good to me. I didn't like the look of it. Uh, well, uh, it's in my leftovers I tweeted this morning. Uh, fighting's down, cheap shots are up. The two are related, by the way. If the, if the stars got to go out and handle their own business, why is that? It's because there's no fighters left to take care of them. You don't see anybody taking liberties with the Golden Knights because Ryan Reeves is there. Who's going to fight on, on Colorado? Landeskog had to take the other guy out of the way, the damn captain. So, and by the way, I know you can't take your helmet off and throw it at somebody or throw one of your opponent's helmets at somebody, but it hit him in the chest. It was a toss. It's a match penalty. And by the way, $5,000 is nothing. That's the cheap shot side of it too, right? When you're composed, it's like, okay, I can deal with it. Deal with it. Nobody's taking care of it. Nobody's taking care of it. Then, then you just kind of the boil to the surface and it's wham, right? Yeah. Because you get so frustrated. You just want to punch the wall or do your thing. I get that. That's human nature. So that's when cheap shots come. If you can't deal with it early, right away, it builds until something bad happens. Here's an April Fool's joke that I got time for. From Randolph Zora. Breaking news. McMahon Stadium's been condemned. Stamps to play their home games in Okotoks. <laughs> I can get behind that one. Tim Capper says, uh, the Alouettes and Olympic Stadium have a great relationship. It's the Alouettes who decide if they want to play at the Big O, which they don't. Whatever, dude. I know they have a great relationship. They live there. They practice there. But they don't play there. So, yeah, I said the Olympic Stadium doesn't even want the Alouettes playing there. Whatever the point is, they don't play there. That's the point. Uh, moving on, uh, Dubhub, the Blades beat Winnipeg 3-2 last night, so you're, you must be happy. Of course. They are 9-0-1, points in 10 straight, and uh, way to go, Blades. Sucks that there's no Memorial Cup to play for, but I will say hats off to the Priestners, Hilti Hiltebrandt, their general manager, Mitch Love. They've built a Memorial Cup-worthy contending team, I would suggest. Yeah. It's too bad they don't have uh, to play. But I, I, and, I, and I mean that, by the way. The Priesters get a lot of guff because they're not hockey guys. They're car dealer guys. But you know what? Your record is what you are. Who said it? John Lynch. And the Priesters have been nothing but fantastic to me. And you, obviously. No, it's do. true. And they've dealt with their, their you know, stuff at the beginning and, and went through the, the struggles. And now they've got a really good team on the ice that they've got their imprint on. And, Hey, it's working. 
right? You have to be patient and look at the long-term success, and so far, so good. Uh, so that happened in the Dub Hub last night. Uh, tonight, it is a doubleheader. 4 p.m., Moose Jaw Warriors, Swift Current Broncos. 8 p.m., Regina Pats, Brandon Wheat Kings, and we'll have the call of that, and I can't wait. What a way to skedaddle into Easter weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, calling Regina Pats hockey tonight. Uh, point four, I got this tip the other night at the Pats game, and I forgot to mention it. I'll let you in on a little secret here. While the scouts are in one end of the arena and we're on the other side, we meet at the same bathroom. You were really wondering the other night why I kept running down to the bathroom, not the least of which is I had a cold and I was pumped full of neocitrin and fluids. But... I knew that I might run into some scouts down there, too. It's like at the club. Everything happens in the lineup to the bathroom. So you, you wonder why you're always hanging out over there, right? Oh, right. That's why I was hanging around the men's room at the Brand Center. So I got a, a scoop from one of the scouts. And he says, hey, on your, uh, on your story about the BCHL separating from the Canadian Junior Hockey League, there's more, you know, there's more. And I said, oh, what's that? And he said, it's going to be a division of the United States Hockey League, the USHL. So that came down Tuesday night. I waited till last night to tweet it. It just dawned on me. I'm like, wow, wait a minute. That guy said that. I'm going to tweet that. And now everybody's going nuts. And there was the reporter in uh, Nova Scotia, I think, Josh. He's like, do you have quotes from the BC Hockey League and USHL? Why do I need quotes from them? They're just going to deny it anyways. But it makes a lot more sense now that the BCHL teams, it might not be all the BCHL teams either, but they and the top ones from Alberta, become that division of the USHL, everything's looked after that way. Then they're not their own league. Then everything seems set up. So that's the latest on that. But wow, is that ground-shaking news in terms of the uh, fallout from the story. Well, it really is, right? And until they rubber stamp it and make their move and you know sign the paperwork and whatnot, it's not done. I mean, you can always back out of it, but it doesn't mean that this isn't happening and they're having those conversations. And, you know... It's ultra competitive, and you want to put yourself in the best position to have success, right? And it is marketing. And does it really change things for the BCHL? Probably not. The teams are still going to be in those markets, and the players are still going to play. Mm -hmm. But it might give you a little bit more cachet when recruiting prospects and when trying to, you know, go about your business. So that might, you know, increase things a little bit. It's it's interesting, but you know, uh, I don't think it's. I mean, it is ground-shaking in, in the Hockey Canada sense. Uh, it, it's very interesting to follow. We've got uh, Brian Weeb coming up from the BC Hockey Network next block, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Blue Jays at the Yankees opening day. Last I heard, and I'm, it was raining in the Bronx. Is it still? You're probably all over that, Clark, are you? Is Sportsnet into their three-hour pregame show, by the way, from the Bronx? Okay, they haven't started the pregame yet. So uh, they got to get this game in. But I saw There's a sh- pitches in 45 minutes. I, I know, but I saw a shot from the Bronx. I was watching ESPN this morning, and it was raining at the Bronx then. But, of course, they had the field tarped off. No George Springer. $150 million doesn't get, it what, uh, get you what you used to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and point six. There's no Friday show. That means we have to do our top five, bottom five in the National Hockey League. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, the number one team in the NHL is the Tampa Bay Lightning. No argument there. Number two team, the Washington Capitals. Number three, the Colorado Avalanche have cracked the top five. There's a lot of teams that all have 50 points. There's a ton of them. Yeah. One Tampa, two Washington, three Colorado, four. The Florida Panthers are right in there. 
And the only reason that they're fourth is they don't have the best streak going in their last 10 games, but they're still very good. And number five, the Toronto Maple Leafs. How did you know? How did you put that up again? Put it up. There you go. I knew it was coming. Leafs forever, baby. I knew it was coming. But that's, again, it's going to change up and down. Oh, it is. It but. is. This is as of this week. Yeah. And here are your bottom five of the National Hockey League. Number 27, San Jose Sharks. Number 28, Detroit Red Wings. Number 29, the Ottawa Senators. And it's too bad because I love those guys. They're young. They're going to be good. But right now, they are the worst team in not the best division in the league. 30, Anaheim. And number 31, the Buffalo Sabres. There you go. It's fast. Top five, bottom five. We'll be tweeting that later, and you can summarily yell at me on Twitter for not agreeing with it. Don't think it doesn't hurt that I don't have Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, in there. Well, I, yeah, I could hear it in your voice when you, said, Col- when you said Colorado. <laughs> you knew that there wasn't. Our top five is not big enough for two Honda West teams. Yeah, no. I'm trying to find my text message here from Georgia Unitsos. I'll get it in uh, from the. Oh, here it is. He's pretty happy. From the Greek freak, George Anitsos at the Four Seasons Sports Palace. He brings you the warm up every day. Order a fabulous Four Seasons pizza and your favorite beverage for takeout and delivery. One stop shopping. Call or order online. Four Seasons Sports Palace. We're going to British Columbia after this break. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. It's the RP Show live on on YouTube and Facebook. Of course, Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. And 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Canada's daytime sports talk show continues live out of the bunker here in Western Canada. Episode number 454. Just ahead of Brian, we did some viewer comments because that's what we do here. Interactive television, as Paul says, the infamous Paul. Connor Anderson, one of our young viewers, says, no NASCAR talk. Kind of sad. Connor, stop it. It's a Canadian sports show. NASCAR is not top of mind in this country. Go to NASCAR.com. you get all you want. From viewer William May says, where is Frenzy if there's no show tomorrow? John Frenzy, the Hall of Fame writer-broadcaster, will be on the air with us on our Access Now Best of the Week. Saturday, Sunday at noon. And we'll be talking about all the latest in the CFL-XFL chats. And one more, Ryan McCarthy, he is watching in Albany, New York. Where's his comment? He said, uh, there, you just checked. There's no tarp on the field. Here it is. I don't see a tarp on the infield at Yankee Stadium, and rain should be out of the area before first pitch. Play ball! Blue Jays-Yankees today. Let's bring in now Brian Weeb, and thanks for sitting through that from BCHL Network. It's, it's an affiliate of uh, Dub Network. How you doing, Brian? Doing well, thanks, Rod. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Does the magic of opening day extend all the way out past the Rockies to BC? Are you guys excited? Is it a Mariners thing or is it a Blue Jays thing out there? It's a bit of both. Uh, I mean, I think anytime the Jays are in Seattle, you you see when the border is open, of course, um, you you see legions of fans from British Columbia and and probably on your side of the Rockies too uh, head down to see it. So yeah, there's there's a fever here. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know why we brought. Jan, it wasn't to talk about Major League Baseball, of course, and I, uh, I apparently I kicked over a bit of a hornet's nest with this talk of the BCHL, the BC exit, as I'm calling it. 
And you cover the league. You have for years. You run a website for it. So what's the latest, Brian? Uh, well, I think that there's a, a couple of different conversations happening. I think uh, the Canadian Junior Hockey League exit is something that I'm hearing as well as you. And I haven't heard anyone deny that. So I think that, uh, and then we need to have Bill Chow come on from the SJHL. I mean, like that's as much of a com- com- confirmation as you need, um, because obviously Bill would have privy to those conversations with the Canadian Junior Hockey League. So I think that that is something that the BCHL is looking to do is to separate itself uh, from that association that is the CJHL. Um, as for the Hornets nest that you kicked over last night in terms of the North division from the U S hockey league uh, that I haven't heard. So I can't confirm that, uh, that that's something that I'm hearing, but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not true. Well, we're, I think, early on in this. Uh, it came from an NHL source with BC ties, if that means anything to you. But does it make more sense to you that they would be looking at being a North Division of the USHL? It, it does to me, right? They're, they would be adjoining in a well-established league that's on the rise as opposed to doing their own thing. I don't know. I think that the BCHL itself um, isn't necessarily not on the radar of NCAA scouts and NHL scouts. Um, I think Mm -hmm. the track record speaks for itself in in that regard. So um, it's a little perplexing for me unless they sort of looked at doing uh, something similar to where like they wouldn't necessarily do road trips over to the Midwest U.S., for example. Um, Now, if you throw an expansion looking at Washington State, Maybe then there's something there or or that kind of thing. But uh, I'm not so sure that the BCHL necessarily needs to hitch its wagon to that. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit on the fence, to be honest, because I can see some of the benefits. But I can also see situations where I, I kind of think about it and go, it doesn't really make sense. No, I know. Well, you're the perfect guy to ask this because you've covered the league for so long. When this tip was given to me last week. I'm like, I'll report it, but I don't really understand the ramifications of this, right? And then I had Jason Tatarnik of the Estevan Bruins come on here. He coached in Chilliwack, and he said, this is all about money and Royal Bank Cup. And and I'm like, well, I thought it was about competing with the USHL. I can tell you my phone's been going crazy for the last 10 days on this, Brian. And it's like, it is about money. They think they can draw better with better opponents. And that includes the Alberta teams. But this has been talked about for years. That's my question to you. Why is, how far back has this chatter gone? And why now? Because it sounds like it is happening now. What, what triggered it to finally happen now? This chatter goes back easily 20 years. Um, and I'm not so sure it's happening now, to be honest, like the, the, the movement from the Canadian junior hockey league, isn't something that's been around that chatter hasn't been around for 20 years. Um, but the idea of a group of BCHL teams, you know, lumping themselves within that's a negative term, but, um, joining with Alberta junior hockey league teams to sort of form a quote, super league, that conversation has been around for a really long time. Um, and the, from what I'm hearing from people, it's not necessarily as much of a fait accompli as it seems maybe that it is. Um, I saw your response to the AJHL's tweet where you said, you know, it's not, they said it's not happening, and you said yet. Um, I think that conversations like this happen all the time. Um, it's just a matter of when, like, does the rubber actually hit the road? And until something is confirmed and announced, that's, that's sort of what I'll wait for. But the CJHL thing is an interesting one, and I think that has a lot to do with recruiting. Because one thing that a lot of um, uh, BCHL teams take 
like a, an exception with is the fact that when it comes to recruiting, say, for example, there's a 16-year-old player in Alberta who wants to come play in the BC Hockey League. Well, he can't. Um, if you're a U18 player, you can't leave your province to, to play. Um, but you can do that to play in the Canadian Hockey League, so in the Western Hockey League, for example. And I know that uh, a lot of people around the BCHL don't look at that as an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Uh, they say that's apples to oranges, and that's not fair. A 16-year-old player from across Canada, if he wants to come to the BCHL, should be able to if he wants, just like he can go play Major Junior if he wants. Yeah, well, they're probably, I guess, maybe doing it ter- for territorial reasons. I'm not sure. Why. I could see both sides of the argument. I got two last questions yeah. for you, and the reason that I didn't, when I say I don't really understand what's going on in the AJ and BCJ, as we still refer to it, here in the rectangle, the 306, the SJHL, it's 12 teams and nobody's looking to leave and everybody's in it together. And for the most part, it's always been the same 12 teams. Nobody really looks at themselves as better than anybody else. See what I'm saying? Like Flynn Flon's gone back and forth between Manitoba and Saskatchewan, but that's about it. The sense that yeah. I'm getting is there are some Alberta teams that think they're better than the rest of the teams. And maybe they are. I don't know. Like, is that where this is coming from? That's the sense that I'm getting, and that's what I'm being told in these conversations. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's another conversation, too, that's been around for a long, long time. As long as I've covered the BCHL, that's for sure. I mean, and when you look at market size, it's true. Like, you can't compare, say, Surrey or Coquitlam to Merritt in terms of market size. It's just like that is not the same at all. And same thing with ownership structures. So if you've got deep-pocketed owners... Uh, in some BCHL markets, and then community-owned teams in other BCHL markets. I, I mean, those comparisons aren't the same. And so when it comes down to some of those things, that's where I think that there are two tiers of BCHL teams in, in that regard. And and the lower-tier ones are trying to compete with the upper-tier ones in terms of recruiting players. And it even comes down to, uh, like, arenas. The South Okanagan Event Center in Penticton is a jewel. It's it's like a mini-NHL arena. Um, and then you look at some of the other arenas around the league and, and some of the other rinks are great, but they're not necessarily at that level. And, and that's not a fair comparison either. But I think that's the same in every league. And it's the same in, in the Western Hockey League. It's even the same in the National Hockey League, let's be honest. Um, the difference at the pro level, obviously, is you're not looking at recruiting. Um, so I think that that's part of it, too, is that the fact that there are really different levels of, of organization within the leagues. Last question for you. And, uh, you know, I'm enjoying this Western Canadian junior hockey talk. We got a lot of viewers that love that. And Connor Bedard is in that discussion. I chatted with Joey Kemner on this show about it yesterday. I'm saying this. I meant to say it in the warm-up. I'll say it now. Brian, because he's from North Vancouver, that's why I'm asking you about Connor Bedard. We don't even need to hype him anymore. 19 points. He's doing it on his own. His stats speak for themselves. When did he first come on your radar as the next one? Uh, it probably was, uh, I want to say as about a 13 year old. Um, and so I guess it would have been a year before his Bantam draft year, which isn't that long ago, which is a scary thing about Connor Bedard, right? Like you think about that, he was only 13, two years ago. Um, but that's when it was for me. Um, but you know what, that's an example of, of a guy that if he wanted to play in the Alberta junior hockey league at, at 16, he couldn't. And so, like, again, you're, that's the difference. Like, you could, we wouldn't be able to go to Regina if Regina was a junior A team. Um, and I'm not trying to get back onto that bandwagon. But <laughs> um, Bedard, I mean, he's a special talent for sure. And um, y- you look at the line of players that have come out of BC uh, over the years, with whether it's Matthew Barzell or whether it's Kyle Turris or 
you know, Morgan Riley and those types of players. I mean, he, he even looks to be a level ahead of, of those guys where they were at that age. And, and that's something remarkable because the, we're talking there about first round draft picks. Well, we are absolutely blessed and grateful to have him in our backyard and be able to call the games. And uh, so thankful that he skates for the Regina Pats. Brian, where can people read uh, your stuff? Uh, head over to bchlnetwork.ca. We're excited. The season gets going tomorrow night uh, in five pods around British Columbia. And so that's really exciting. And uh, our team over at BCHL Network uh, should have everything covered wall-to-wall for you. Wait a minute. I lost track of this. This season starts April 1st. You're starting? How, how many games? No, is tomorrow. This? April, April 2nd. April. Okay, sorry. This isn't a joke. Uh, all teams playing? Uh, 16 out of 18. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, BCHL Network will have all the information. Brian, thanks for this, man. Very informative. Uh, happy Easter. <laughs> thanks, Rod. Appreciate it. You too. All right. Brian Weeb from BCHL Network joining us. Moose Dupont's still here. thought he was pulling an April Fool's joke. So did I for a second. At the end. Trying to stay on top of all this stuff is insane. I know. You know that, right? Yeah. Sometimes I miss things. And there's one right there. Um... Chiming in, I, people got a lot of thoughts. You never really know what people are going to gravitate to in your, in your show topics, right? I know, that's true. And they're gravitating to Montreal and Vancouver saying they will welcome the NFL. Like the other day, I had no idea how many people would have an opinion on how many teams should get into the playoffs in this dub hub here. You're saying all seven. I'm saying no, six. At least, like six yeah. at minimum. And now this this thing on the NFL coming to Canada. So we got some time here. A couple minutes anyways. From Allie Hicks on Facebook watching says, great show. Happy Easter to everyone. Go Oilers. Go Riders. Two great teams there. Calgary Ian watching, talking about the fate of the CFL right now. He says, the CFL is prohibited by governments from having thousands of spectators attend games and there's no bailouts from the same governments so that it can hold games without spectators. The only alternative I can think of is putting games on pay-per-view. But that's such a last June discussion, right? Like, can you imagine how frustrated the CFL operators are? It's like, you aren't allowing us to play, but you're not giving us any money? I know. That is a crappy situation for them to be in. It is the situation that they're in, but I I feel bad for them in that regard. I do too. You have to, right? I mean, you just want what's best. And what's best is that they can get on the field. But if they can't do it safely, yeah, I just feel bad. I feel bad. Well... And maybe we'll delve into that. We'll come back, get a sports update. Because there's still that concept of playing without fans, the bubble, and shelling out the dough. The other leagues are doing it. Maybe, maybe more pressure should be put on the CFL to do that. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll bring in the viewers for viewer takeover early here. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV Network. We're on the air on television across all 10 provinces, 31 states in America. YouTube and Facebook Live daily and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's just us and you now. 
No more guests until next hour when the Skid Row CEO joins us, Joe Roberts. Did I show you my Pats hat yet? I love it. I love how the Pats are trying to lure you in from the Blades, by the way. You're part of us now. It's working. Yeah, it's working. Hey, Blades, what are you going to do for dupes? I don't want any of your stuff, but he might. Just because I'm a Pats guy. I know. Oh, uh, from a hockey guy texting. Who will remain nameless? Nice little segment on the BCHL topic. I wrote him back, got to do the hockey talk. He said, love it. See what I mean? Austin Matthews scored its league-leading 24th goal as Toronto down Winnipeg 3-1 to extend its lead atop the North Division over the Jets to three points. The Canadian-based North Division has been impacted by COVID-19 for the second time in less than two weeks. The league postponed Wednesday's game between the Canucks and Flames after a second Vancouver player and a staff member entered COVID-19 protocol. Linus Olmark stopped 31 shots and the Buffalo Sabres snapped an 18-game skid with a 6-1 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. Our P1 Pinks thinks we should have the Flyers in our bottom five. Statistically, they don't necessarily belong there with our bottom five, but I get what you're saying. And he's a Flyers fan. Mm -hmm. Kenny Augustino and Nick Patan each had a goal and a helper as part of a four-goal third period, and the Toronto Marlies beat the Stockton Heat 5-2 Wednesday in the A. Garrett Sparks stopped 26 of 30 shots in defeat. Poor Garrett Sparks. He's not seeing the light of day. Anytime soon. Oh, he's with the Flames now. I was thinking Leafs. Leafs got three great goalies. It'd be horrible to be in their system as a goalie. Would be. Campbell, Hutchison, Freddie. Freddie. Yeah. Sparks was with the Leafs, right? He was. I'm just noticing, yeah, he's with Calgary now. Uh, Svi Mihailik. Svi Mihailik scored 10 of his... Thank you. Scored 10 of his season-high 22 points in the fourth quarter, and the Oklahoma City Thunder rallied to beat the Toronto Raptors 113-103. Raptors guard Kyle Lowry sat out with a right foot infection. Francisco Lindor and the New York Mets have agreed to a $341 million 10-year deal, keeping the all-star shortstop in Queens for the long haul after acquiring him from Cleveland in the offseason. And the 2021 Major League Baseball season opens today as the Blue Jays and Yankees open a three-game series in the Bronx. Toronto starting Hinjin Roo on the mound, while New York counters with Garrett Cole. George Springer's Jays debut will be delayed while he starts the season on the injured list with a strained oblique muscle. Same thing that took down Cody Fajardo, if you recall. Springer left the Astros to sign a $150 million U.S. six-year contract with Toronto. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. I think I read it right that Come On Official has the over/under for the Blue Jays and Yankees today at eight. Does that sound right? Eight over/under yeah. with two aces going. Doesn't that seem a little high? I would say take the under in this one. That's probably smart. 4-4, four, four, yeah. yeah oh, let's, uh, let's put this bet up. You've got uh, 25 minutes to put your bet in it. Come on, Darren, you want to handle this? Yeah, 25 minutes. Get it in for the Jays. First time uh, um, users only. Um, so if you haven't yet been sitting on the fence, want to get on in baseball, take the Jays to beat the Yankees. They just beat them in the spring. Um, and everybody's excited about opening day. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's go. 
to the to the other stuff that's going on with what the viewers want to talk about today. Brent Kuhlman, one of our longtime viewers, writes in. He's watching on Facebook. He says, I thought Sanchez was going to be on today. Davis Sanchez. He was booked, and then he got pulled away. So Davis Sanchez is going to be with us next week. And the reason that we booked him was because he was watching the show Monday. And he's like, I love that this show's talking CFL in the middle of the offseason every day. Um, Uh, it's going nuts on there. I want to say this. The Texas Rangers have announced they're playing to full capacity, no masks at their new ballpark in Arlington. Dupes, 40,000. I just saw an interview with Joe Biden today. I don't know if it was on ESPN, the interview, but ESPN aired the clip. And they're like, President Biden, what do you think about Texas just saying F you to COVID and saying come, come to our games? And Biden's like, I wouldn't advise it. Do you think in Canada, any teams will just say F you to the government and say we're opening our doors to full capacity? Because that's what the Texas Rangers are doing. No, I don't think that'll happen in Canada. I really, really don't. Um, but I kind of hope that it does. In the sense that, and I told, well, you about, so do I. I told you about the concert that happened in Spain. And I just want... <sighs> What I want is innovation, open-mindedness. Let's look for solutions in the face of problems, right? As opposed to just shutting things down. So, you know, I was reading about this concert in Spain. It was a test to see how mass gatherings would affect the spread of the disease and everything. So you had to get a test. You had to get a rapid result or whatever they are, test. And you had to have a negative test to prove your negative test. I think it was 24 or 48 hours prior to going to the concert. Or you weren't allowed in, even if you had a ticket. And they brought everybody into the concert. And I don't know that there's been really any issues about it. So I would love the CFL to have a plan like that, to, to create this plan of, hey, look, at if you show up to the ballpark with, or to the football stadium with your negative test, 24 hours old or less, you can get in. I think that would be really great. And then you monitor those people and have them quarantine and see how it affects everybody. I could see that happening. It's a big plan, a lot of work, It's I want somebody to do it. It's ambitious. Yeah, yeah it's ambitious. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fans watching, he says, to that note, Alberta is concerned that rising COVID is caused by youth sports. He said, it's so hard to know what to believe around COVID. And, oh man, Jeff, did you, we're agreeing today, what's wrong? It's what's April happening? 1st. <laughs> it's April 1st. They're calling it COVID-19. It's now 2021. So you've had how long to figure out how this spreads? And now they're saying in Alberta that the kids' sports are spreading it? I'm sorry I'm not a doctor. I don't need the medical community to pin me to the wall here, but I'm kind of getting a little tired of the misinformation myself. Because you know what? Careers are ending. The mental health, uh, what should I say, crisis continues. And they still can't figure out what the hell's going on with this. It's your job. So, yeah, and I had a guy emailing me, well, hey, Rod, they're locking down Ontario for a month. Do you think that'll end the virus? And is that good news for CFL training camps? Why would you think that's good news? Lockdowns have only proved to curb, maybe control the virus, right, Darren? It doesn't yeah. eliminate it. So, no, it's not good news for CFL fans. But when I heard this business of the NFL coming out and saying we're going to play to full stadiums, I just saw Anthony Fauci last week. I said it on this show. He's like, we won't have full stadiums by the summer. 
These are this is Goodell saying it on the one side and Fauci saying, no, you won't. Who are you supposed to believe? It's kind of a rhetorical question. I don't mean to put you on this. No, you're not. I want to say you can believe both. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I do. Because Fauci says, I'm not going to let everybody just fill the stadiums. Right? We're not going to be having full stadiums, which means your minor hockey teams, your junior teams, your pro teams, your semi-pro that can just have stadiums open. But the NFL is coming and saying, we're going to have open sta- we're going to have full stadiums because we're going to provide a plan that he's going to approve. He's not going to blindly say full stadiums, but the NFL is going to provide a plan that he's going to agree on for the NFL. And here's all the extra, just like a bubble, right? No, but they're saying they're going to play to full stadiums. They are, but they're going to have a plan that semi-pro, junior can't pull off. It's the NFL's plan with money. Because they got the dough. Because they got the dough and they've got the plan, right? It's a one-off situation. You know Sean McCormick, our buddy from Game Plus. He's watching in downtown Toronto. He says, unfortunately, I don't think fans will be back in Canada until October, and I don't expect full capacity. NHL will be the guinea pig. And he goes on to say, have a good long weekend, gents. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Sean. I look forward to see what beer you're drinking and what movies you're watching on Twitter. Don't you? Yes. Okay. Viewer takeover, even more of it when we come back. Hang on. And we got the Skid Row CEO, Joe Roberts, coming up in hour two. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back. Lots of time here for viewer takeover. Taking you into the weekend. Happy early Easter. We're talking about Texas and the Rangers saying they're going to welcome 40,000 fans to their home opener. And uh, Joe Biden says, I wouldn't advise it. And... uh, that's why they call it the great state, man. They're doing it anyways. Jacques Dupuis watching in Ottawa. He says, Texas always does things differently for sure. Good luck. If you're watching in Texas, by the way, would text us on the Prairie Mobile text line. 306-840-8777. There was that guy, Eric, in Amarillo, Texas. He was writing us every day because he watches on Game Plus. Then he stopped writing. I hope he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, Simon Fudge is watching, and he says, tuning in from Doha, Qatar, in the Middle East, have a happy Easter weekend. Same to you, Simon. I'll eat an extra bunny for you. I, I got to think we're the number one sports talk show in the Middle East. I think Between so. him and Donald Mitchell writing in Clearly, the, the Navy every guy. Navy ship across the, uh, the ocean there. I used to say, here's a funny story. When I would call those Rough Rider games for 20 years, I quite often would say, wherever you're listening from, to the farmers in the fields and the ships at sea. Welcome to Rough Riders football. And that the ships at sea thing was a bit of a joke because I'm like, they're not listening to us. But I tell you, at Monk Touchdown Atlantic two years ago, a sailor came up to me. Hey, thanks for saying that because I was on the ship. It was like you were saying it just to me. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, from Mandy in Edmonton, she says, no more sore throat for your rod. And she goes, how is it that Rod isn't (laughs) verified on Twitter, but Reed Johnson is? 
A, I'm over it. Like Darren said, it's like a 24, 36-hour cold and it's gone. So we're good. Um, with regards to Reed Johnson from the XFL, Mark, Co- uh, Mark Cast, he's got like 400 Twitter followers, I think, and he's verified. I got almost 21,000 and I'm not. My thinking is Reed Johnson looks like the kind of guy that would pay six grand to get verified. Looks like he's got the money. I have the six grand. I'm not willing to pay it to get verified. It's not that important to me. You know what's verified me? 32 years in this business. That's what's verified me. Fair? Yeah, absolutely. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events. Who all is waiting for The Rock and Randy to come out and hit us with an April Fool's about the league's partnership? It already happened, Nelson. It was going around this morning. I... We opened this up at the top of the show. Somebody sent me a news release, CFL, XFL on the top of it. And they're like, Rod, is this, what do you think of this? We're announcing a partnership, full-on merger for a minimum five years. Here's the rules. And I, I fell for it. I'm pissed off that I did. And that's why we didn't do a joke around here. I don't feel like anybody's really in the mood for an April Fool's joke that would actually make you think that it might happen. I texted it to a rash. I'm like, what do you think about this? He's like, check the calendar. And then I felt like a bigger dolt than I normally do. Troy, Troy Colmer's watching in Toronto, sober athletic wear. He says, you are verified with your fans. That's all that counts. That's the thing. I'm not chasing the blue check mark. I've had people look into it, obviously, but it's not that important to me. People know. But, we had, but I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about the, uh, all these other topics. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, if we miss another CFL season, Bo Levi's quest for seven Grey Cups and seven most outstanding players is in jeopardy. We're going to have to carry that over into the second half kickoff and talk about that. Yeah. But the, just the whole idea of Vancouver, Montreal welcoming the NFL games is could we could talk about that for two hours. And I would abs that's it's, it's sucky that Davis Sanchez had to reschedule today because Davis would have some thoughts on that as a guy that played for the Alouettes. Oh, for sure. And he will. When, when we, we have when him we next week. Him. Well, God knows what the news will be next week. That's the thing. When we have him on. Right. Um, I just think, just, just to close out this hour, and we'll continue it next hour, but my thoughts on that are, it's just for, for a time when the CFL is hurting, and they're looking for big sponsors, and they're looking for money to have Montreal and Vancouver say, we would open our doors to the National Football League. It's just another, just step, step it on them. It's terrible. Anyway, stick around, everybody. We got hour two coming up on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.